This episode is brought to you by our partnership with Grand Canyon University. You have to own who you are. You have to own your feelings. Mm-hmm. And when our feelings, mm-hmm. situations get the best of us, we're not realizing what we're portraying. Right, right. Because you're deep in that emotion. Yes. Right, and you're, it's very real. Whatever experience is fueling mm-hmm. that, and then yes. what, what experiences then are we creating for our students who are experiencing us <laughs> acting yes. out like that? Hey there, I'm Jessica Solano, teacher engagement leader with Polk County Public Schools, and this is the Ignite Project. Today we have Takia Noel from Palmetto Elementary, LEA facilitator there, and we are in for a real treat, especially now with what's going on in our world with the pandemic and all the changes that we've had to make in education. Um, Takia has a really great background focusing on students with special needs, um, specifically doing your master's in ESE um, with that autism spectrum disorder certificate. Um, and then now working on your doctorate in yes. educational leadership. Yes. So you're busy yes. all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we love getting to talk with educators like Takia because we get to hear this other perspective from the students with special needs. And sometimes we think we're doing what needs to be done, but I love that every time we get to interact with you, we hear this different perspective. Um, and you help bring that other light to the table instead of us kind of using our own biases and assumptions right. to kind of think that what's working, but it may not be working. <laughs> and we need to bring that in. Yes. Awesome. So I really love this idea of what we're going to talk about today about planning with trauma in mind. Yes. Right? With, with everything going on, we're really kind of realizing now and we'll continue to realize the impact that the pandemic is having on our students. Um, and it's hard enough for you know students, even in traditional classrooms, to cope. But ha- what does it look like even for our ESC or special needs students? So I'm interested to hear kind of what are you noticing as far as how students are handling all the changes that are coming into our schools as a result of COVID-19? Well, in general, not just ESC students, students are shutting down. Mm. Um, when we think of trauma, we always think of something that we have observed ourselves. And trauma isn't necessarily something um, that they have observed. It's surrounding what's missing. We've all been secluded for several, you know, for a year and a half, two years. So, you know, they're shutting down, not as active, not as bubbly. When I, I do car rider in the morning, and when I see some kids get out in the morning, their faces are so gloom and lum, and I'm always like, good morning, have a yeah. good day. I love your sneakers. I love, you know, to get them to spark, to smile. Right. So you have to think that we as adults, we live life, you know, we have a house to pay for bills, our husbands, our children. Right. But children have trauma, too. Children have thoughts and feelings, too. Right. And we forget that. Mm-hmm. We think sometimes, like, they're so resilient. I mean, yes. they, they just oh, keep on they're just rolling. a kid, yeah. <laughs> but they're feeling it, maybe even in a different way. Yes, and they're listening mm. and seeing. Right. Yes. Well, and that kind of goes into, like, relationships, too. Yes. Right? Like, so how do you see even those relationships getting impacted, based, maybe even based on what they're hearing? Um, a lot of separation anxiety mm-hmm. um, or clinging or over clinging or overarching into something that they're fixated even more than usual Mm. um a lot of i see a lot of those pop toys some (laughs) teachers are you know so it's like they have to have something tangible it's like that 
almost separation anxiety, but backwards a little bit. Like they have to have something that's safety net, that's mm-hmm. security to hold on to. Right. And you think it's because like everything has changed and I know that this is here? To, to have, yes. And to have to feel calm. Mm-hmm. Um, children who may have never had anxiety are, are experiencing those, you know, anxiety. Right. Or what could be stereotypical of anxiety or, you know, they're uneven, they're they're off a little bit, as some people would say. Right. You right. know, so they're needing something to hone on to, whether it's that, that teacher. So getting the teachers need to understand that when, when we think about our classroom in the beginning, we have to, they always say, make it a, a warm environment, make it friendly. Right. So some, you have to also think they're coming with problems. I kind of, they're like little adults. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming with problems. Right. Um, they may have not seen grandma and grandpa who they usually may go visit in a nursing home or visit their house often. And they can't, you know, because of exposure, illness, or what, what have you, and their lives are altered. Um, they may go on vacations a lot, and they're not able to go on vacation. Yes, the world is open, but you have to be very cautious. Right. Even myself, I want to go to back to Jamaica, but can I really? If I go to Jamaica, will I be able to be free? Mm-hmm. But I have to be cautious of where I'm going. Right. And then it's the dreaded, I have to take a test so to come back into my country. So I don't go. Right. So you have to think, you know, paying attention to their feelings as well as your feelings. We are as humans, we are humans, we are adults, we're fostering the beautiful minds of children, so we have to take in consideration our feelings. Right. And not being reactive or how we're being reactive, how we're talking, our nonverbal and verbal behavior, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, I... Took a class a couple of years ago, but before I took a class, um, conscious discipline. Yeah. Um, and whether you take the class or read the book, it really gives you an understanding of how the brain works mm-hmm. and how you as yourself, whatever it is that you believe in, a higher power or what you have faith in, keep drawing on to that mm-hmm. to help you. Right. And to, to maintain your peace. Because if you have having a child coming with trauma, you have trauma. Explosion. Right. So you have to, that deep breath mm-hmm. going, whatever it is, your zones of regulation. And right. uh, in, in ESC, we, we do a lot of zones of regulation, identifying your, your feelings. Um, when I... I'm in LEA now, but when I was in the classroom, I always kept my theme as superheroes. Yeah. Because kids can relate to superheroes. Mm-hmm. If they're having difficulty um, with something, there's one girl, she loved Superwoman. What does Superwoman do? She has that tassel. Yeah. What can help you focus that day? You're, right. I'm Superwoman that day. Right. I had capes in my room or different things that we all have an alter ego or someone that's a little, you know, when I'm out going with around these friends or that friend, so something that you can hone into. And now as an LEA, my office is zen. I keep the lights Mm. down because I'm not in my classroom too. And my students knew I love Superwoman too. So (laughs) I could, you know, I could still relate to, but just 
when I have ESC teachers come in my office, general education admin come in my office, and what's the thing? I am always mellow Right. I can't take their energy and put it off of me. Because when you have that high energy, high energy, again, whether if it's children or adults, that right. explosion. Right. So also in the classroom, not just conscious discipline, thinking of the mind and how it works and thinking of trauma and how um, to react or not react to maintain my calm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you may not notice my deep breath, I'm counting to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping my composure. Right. And so all the different tools that we have, um, like Go Noodle. Go Noodle, um, it's free. It has a lot of breathing a lot of movement, mm-hmm. having those planned and unplanned breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, children are sitting and listening all day. Yeah. They need a break. Yeah. We need a break. We all need a break. That gave me a break. <laughs> right. And so I would also I would do it with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's giving me a break. We all need breaks. Yeah. Um, recess. I played with my kids. I talked with them. Mm-hmm. I was out there running around, red light, green light, jumping rope. They yeah. need to see you human. Yeah. Because believe it or not, some kids really think we live at school. When you see them at the grocery store, like, you eat? <laughs> yes, you, yes, yes. Yeah. I bumped into a student one day in a Walmart, and it's a Walmart that I don't usually go to. Yeah. And they were like, that Miss Noel. I was like, <laughs> I have to eat too. Yeah. Shop, <laughs> and you know, so I didn't mind him walking around with me. He was like, Whoa, yeah, yeah. I remember you like tea, Miss Noel. Then he was like, You like this tea? You like this? You know, so different. Cute. That you know, it was a little impromptu. I didn't mind. I know we were, mm-hmm. you know, in the supermarket, but they need to see you human. They right. need to see, you know, I, I, I have feelings. Mm-hmm. I have, you know. Um, besides honing in, have, finding your zen, finding your balance, students need that. So we have yeah. those planned and unplanned breaks that will help them. Right. Um, as, well, and I love what you're talking to about being human, right? Yes. And that's mm-hmm. that whole element of sometimes I think we, as teachers, feel like we have to have it all together. We're going to put these systems in place. We're going to make them feel safe, and I'm no. going to feel safe. Mm-hmm. But I, I think kind of like what you were first getting at is that kids are listening, mm-hmm. and they listen and can pick up on when you're stressed yes. and when you're experiencing trauma and when yes. you're unsure of what's going on, which is natural to feel. Yes. But I think there's a balance between acting like you have it all together and being in completely panic mode, you know, and then kind of having that balance where you can say, I'm human and I'm, I need this recess too. We all need to take a break or we all need this go noodle time. Mm -hmm. And then showing them what we don't realize they may not know is how do I cope with this? And a lot of times teachers don't even know how to cope with that and take, have that self-care strategy. And it's okay to admit to say, I don't know. Right. Right. And I've had students in the middle of trauma, and they're, Miss Noah, I don't know why I do this. I don't know why mm. either. How about when you have that thought to do it, think about what is happening before right. to help them understand their feelings. Um, you know, relating to their zones of regulation. And at times, for a few minutes in the morning, I would talk about feelings. And, you know, we not that you have to talk about your, your whole day, your whole family, but just 
understanding what feelings are and how we can deal with that feelings yeah. and what, what we can do. And that's where, like, I have this um, little chart here with some. It's, you know, when I'm good, what I could do, because you want to support those good days. Right. When I'm, you know, kind of lethargic, I'm tired, what I couldn't do, you know. And that's yeah. why it's also very good to have, like, alternative seating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I know when we're teaching, we want to make sure that they're practiced. Okay, well, today we're just going to do the odd questions, or today we're going to do the even questions. Let them partake in it, and that humanness in, in you. We're like, we're a little village, a family. Right, right. And so um, there's um, a student who every morning, not every morning now, he's, he's had some difficulty coming to class. And I'm new where I am. Mm -hmm. And so I hear this, well, that's just the way that she is. That's just the way that he is. I refuse to accept that. Mm. Because I feel you have to own who you are. You have to own your feelings. Mm -hmm. And if more than two people, I feel, comes to you and say, Miss Noel, this is how you react. Mm -hmm. I need to do a Mm self-check to make sure that I'm not reacting or I'm calm to help. And so by um, one day I was assisting and the teacher actually came out and yelled at me. Oh, really? Because it was myself and another person assisting the student. The other person propped open the door and kept it unlocked because they we wanted the child to go in freely when he or she felt comfortable. Right. So... The door is propped open. Close my door. I need it closed. How do you think they can learn? Right. Me, we're trying to assist him in going in. Right. And she's just hovering on while the other students are there. Right. And I just kept saying, go back and teach your class, please. Right. Can you go? So I stepped in to redirect and start talking to the kids. Right. And that re- redirected her away from fussing at me right to back to her class right so sometimes when our feelings situations get the best of us we're not realizing what we're portraying right right because you're deep in that emotion yes right and you're it's very real whatever experience is fueling mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we kind of covered this when you were leading from the classroom yes. with us right like <laughs> yes. that we have these experiences which then impact our opinions and our perceptions which continue to feed into more experiences that are like that oh yeah not just feeding into like i can't just argue with you as a person and i understand that you have certain feelings but they for whatever reason mm-hmm. they're rooted in some real experience yes. and validating that um, not necessarily excusing behavior, but understanding that it's coming from that. And then yes. what what experiences then are we creating for our students who are experiencing us <laughs> acting yes. out like that? So me and myself um, honing in onto conscious discipline. Yeah. I had this stuff a lot. I love it. Teaching students who they are. I am mm-hmm. whoever they identify with that day. Mm-hmm. I'm calm. I can calm myself down. Yeah. These are how I can calm how I can calm myself. Right. I feel identified. I feel angry. I feel mad. And it is okay mm-hmm. to have your feelings. Right. And this is how I choose to deal with my feelings. 
or the choices I make that can be a positive or a negative consequence. Right. And this is how I'm going to solve it. Right. And so I used to teach this even in early intervention. Yeah. So That's awesome. they learn it, but then that helps them continue that balance as an adult. Right. Because they're taking ownership. I feel like when yes. I say I, 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 mm-hmm. it's not, well, the bus driver did this or this guy, you know, in my neighborhood did this or my mom did this. I feel this. I chose this. I am this. And that's something we could all use a little bit more of. Yes. Same responsibility. I right. love it. So something simple is I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I know how to calm myself with breathing. I feel awesome today. I choose to make good choices, and I solve my problems either on my own or by drawing. Yeah. I love that. It gives you, like, an action plan. Sometimes I think we forget... You don't know what you don't know. And sometimes when we have kids that are having these very major expressive behaviors, and they whether teachers are talking to me about like, oh, we need them taken out of our class and this, and I completely understand the disruption, but what are we replacing it with? Yes. It's just going to continue being the same way, and this trauma continue to manifest yes. until we give them some type mm-hmm. of plan like that. Um, and I also teach breathing techniques from Conscious Discipline. Oh, nice. And these are like a water faucet. It has to do with your arms. Your star, you know, you're stopping, taking a deep breath and relax. Nice. And a pretzel also has to do with your arms because um, with students with autism, what they used to do, um, I don't know if many, maybe they do it at charter schools, they need that deep pressure. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I did early intervention, I had one student who used to, oh, Miss Noel, I need the bear, I need the bear. It's a bear hug. Because getting that, and if you ever notice a person or a student with um, autism, they look for dark, Mm. tight places. It's because they need that deep sensory input Mm. to help release. And so, you know, a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Just those simple visuals I would keep up around my room. Yeah. To help, to remind. It takes an issue in, you know, teaching what it is. And it, and it doesn't have to be these. It could be something. Mm-hmm. Just like how many teachers do the handshakes in the morning. Yeah. This is just an added. Right. I love know? that. Yeah. And do you feel like um, if I, because we don't know what we don't know. If I no. have a student in my class who's struggling with this and I mm-hmm. don't know these techniques, I might put on my own perception of, you know, you should be sitting at your desk ready to go. you got to pull it together. Let's go. And is is that kind of, like, counterproductive, or should it be trying to get students to get to that point where they can regulate themselves? You know, what are your thoughts on that? It depends how long you have the student. Mm-hmm. It depends if you really, truly know the student. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have had students who work better standing up. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes to that alternative seating you are yes. talking about. Yeah. they work better standing up. They, for such anxiety, they mm-hmm. need to move. Right. When a, sometimes a person has anxiety, especially with students with disabilities, they need that tangible, like the pop thing, there's something to help zone in mm-hmm. to focus. Right. So that's why I say it depends. It isn't like, yes, this is the scenario, yes, you can do this, but not making it obvious, go over and talk to the student. Yeah. to see what it is, because as teachers, most are reactive to sit down in your seat, didn't you? you know, mm-hmm. but if I know if it's a student that may have a sensory disorder or may need some other sensors to draw on, 
there's many strategies, many things. Right. If you need to stand up, make sure a bubble. Or if you're a student that needs to stand up, raise your desk so they can, you know, so it isn't an obvious or call to or feel like I'm being ridiculed or, mm-hmm. ridiculed or called out. Right. And is that something for teachers that are in tested grade levels that they might be thinking, but how are they going to do that when they're taking the test, you know, on the FSA? But that's something that we could possibly bring into accommodations, right? You can bring into accommodations, but then that's where you speak with the student. Allowable and not allowable times. Mm-hmm. I understand when we are in classwork, we're doing this, but there's tests in the classroom, right. not just FSA. Right. So when we're doing instruction, when we're doing guided work, seated work, this is allowable. Mm-hmm. But when we have to do our weekly assessment, mm-hmm. our FSA, our math test, I'm going to need you to sit. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're giving them those boundaries. It's not saying you can never do it. Right. Because sometimes I know as a teacher, I know I've been guilty of that feeling like, oh, he's standing, and then an FSA, he can't stand. So I better train him all the time not to stand. But... I love that. Give him times when he can't stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and time when he can't. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Communication. A lot of adults tend to, oh, he's a kid, he don't know. Mm -hmm. Or he, communicate. Right. Right. And you've given us so many awesome resources, and I want to make sure the audience knows we're going to link a lot of the links in the show notes so Mm. they can get access to them. Um, But especially kind of bringing it whole circle with this idea of trauma, it can look different, yes. right, in the classroom yes. depending on the student. Yes. So what are some maybe indicators or, or things that you might see about how trauma might manifest in the classroom um, when a student's experienced some type of traumatic event or is experiencing grief? What would that look like? Withdrawn, not normal self if you really know this student, mm-hmm. not normally participating and they're one who participates, um, not quality of work that they may or you know may hand in or those who are over seeking mm-hmm. a way of over calling attention to themselves because they don't know how to express that I need help this is happening I have these feelings or I don't know what these feelings are right right mm-hmm. absolutely And so then what are some things then I mean you talked about these resources mm-hmm. but as far as kind of getting them through that point or is it something we want to do like to get them through it or should we just kind of have these resources where we're there to kind of help and help them cope counselor at your school make sure that they're aware of something it takes a village yeah um communicating with the parents to see not just saying well he's doing are there any changes at home yes because you don't know what the trauma is and a lot of times no offense to anyone some of the trauma comes from our parents. Mm-hmm. Some of the trauma comes from relatives at home. Right. So, you know, we, you know, I'm just calling just to kind of, you're not lying to the parent, but mm-hmm. just, hey, anything changed at home? Any vacations? Um, mm-hmm. You know, just checking in. Just kind of like that check-in talk to see if right. a parent, you know, and then the counselor involved, if need be that they're you know the mental health at, at school and and um children like to draw yeah so see if they'll draw it yeah they don't know how to articulate it but mm-hmm. they can draw it play-doh you right. know so yes you want to help them through it but help them through it with a team right with and then depending on the trauma not to get into child abuse that's why you don't want to question the child very mm-hmm. so many because it will change sure and so that's where it just you know but if you suspect abuse 
of course, call. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's for, for you know you right. have to do that. But right. you know just just trying to understand what the behaviors are because sometimes teachers are going and going and going, but you have to make sure you hone in. Right. So yes, we want to help them through, and just in general with. Everything going on with COVID, with us being home, there's just these simple things you could do in your classroom to help them through it. Right. Well, and I love you talking about bringing in the families, too, yeah. as a part of it. And, again, not putting our assumptions or our biases on mm-hmm. it and instead asking questions instead of assuming, oh, something must be going on at home. Yeah. Maybe something happened, but maybe it's not what you're thinking is happening. And then right. I love sharing these resources. That's mm-hmm. one, I think, advantage to the digital world that COVID has brought is that good and bad. It's opened up our classrooms, <laughs> yes. right, it's for families to see. Mm-hmm. But what an opportunity for teachers to really take to say, yes. since when are you going to have parents able to see these types of strategies or, you know, or family members to see how we cope? And it might be something that they need as well, like those yes. zones of regulation and being able to mm-hmm. identify where you're at. All those pieces. So I think educating families and being a team with them. Yes. And I keep hearing in everything you're saying, know your students. You don't know if they're off if you don't really know your students. Yes. And taking that time to engage with them at recess and, and really get to know them is so, so critical and being and able to pick up with on them, it. yes. Yeah, exactly. I love yes. it. Mm-hmm. Well, we always end the show with the same question and it's because we're the Ignite Project. Mm-hmm. And we love to hear from people like you that are so passionate and focused in on the work that you're doing. It's impossible for people to be experts in every area, right? Yes. So it's good to hear different educators that are passionate about a particular thing. So we want to ignite that in other people. Yes. Um, so if you could pick one area in education to spark change, what would that be? And it would be, I want to ignite what? Wow, how can I slim that down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only the whole education. Yes. Um, this might be off the bandwagon, but... Reignite. I love it. Reignite your love for teaching. Mm-hmm. Remember the why. Absolutely. How do you do that? I have a jar mm-hmm. that started at early and when I was in early intervention, PTA did it for us. Okay. And every year, teacher appreciation or throughout the year, parents would put notes in there. Nice. So over the years. I would put the notes from the students and the parents. And when I'm having that downtime that, oh, I'm so tired, I pull it out Mm -hmm. and it remembers my why. Yeah. It helps me hone back in. Yeah. Mm Kind of like we've talked about in the previous episodes with social media. Sometimes it's like one or two really loud negative voices that can really dig in and you can get you. But sometimes you forget you have a jar full of students and yes. families who have said, you have changed my life. You're making an impact. Please keep going. Yes. That's so important to kind of ground yourself in what really matters, yes. whose opinion really matters. And yes. we talk about Brene Brown a lot, but she talks about the man in the arena, <laughs> about, you know, if they're not in the, in the arena getting their, their face all dirty and everything, their opinion shouldn't matter. Yes. I love it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on here, Miss Thank Noel. you for having me. I, it was such a, such a treat and such perfect timing for this topic, for sure. Awesome. And so we will link to the resources in the show notes. Please make sure you check those out and we'll see you next time. Are you fired up? You can continue to fuel the fire by connecting with us here in teacher engagement. Every month we host virtual all teacher seminars and we also have ongoing programs designed to support teachers wherever they're at in their teaching career. Whether you're a new teacher or a teacher leader, there is a way to get plugged in. Follow us on social media at at teachengagepcps to see all that we have going on. 
Let's keep that spark alive and join forces with others who have chosen to stay ignited. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the Ignite Project on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the Ignite Project and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, go to polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.